beautiful, modest, stylish women who embody the essence of Islam. This is Cover Mode. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Cover Mode. I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. Cover Mode will address issues and discussions around fashion, beauty, health and wellness by interviewing aspirational women, designers and influencers who represent Islam and modesty. Cover Mode will address the manner, way, fashion, means, methods, system, style, approach, technique, process, practice and on and on in which we as women of Islam cover all issues of beauty, inner and outer, health and wellness and style. Today on Cover Mode, we look at style and modesty. Whether you wear niqab, hijab, keep yourself covered by dressing modestly, you are a stylish woman. The difference between fashion and style is clear. Fashion is for everyone. It's what's introduced four seasons in a year, but style is individual and lasts forever. But what is your style? How do we define style? And do we think we have style as a Muslimah? My guest today will help me delve into the question, can style and modesty coexist? How do we define style as a Muslimah? I'd like to introduce you to a woman who aspires to inspire, Imra Harabi, who embraced Islam recently and is also empowering women through yoga. Assalamu alaikum, Imra. Alaikum salam. How are you today? I'm very fine, and you? I'm good, good. Your own journey of finding modesty, can you go through that for me? Yes, um, to be honest, it has been very difficult, especially that I'm a revert and covering up was not a norm um, with the life I was actually living before. So f- when I reverted, I started to cover up more, meaning that I would wear long sleeves and I started to wear a scarf. But it would still feel a bit weird until I actually found confidence inside me. And now I can proudly say that dressing modestly and wearing a jab or a scarf, I feel it really makes me beautiful because I respect my body and I don't show it to anyone else. And I think this really gives me confidence and strength to show my style and dress in a way that I love because I was never like this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't wearing a scarf, so I was so lazy. I would never do my hair. I would never wear makeup. I was always wearing um, gym clothes and wearing all black. So I would say that dressing modestly is more difficult and more challenging, but this is what I love. and. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good to hear from you, Imra. Imra, on your blog or on your website, you also say that yoga made you a better Muslim. Explain. Yes, because um, to be honest, I went through a lot and I'm still going through a lot. And my mind was always wondering, even when I would attempt to make salah, I would still think of a million things and I could never focus. So then I thought, okay, let me try this. So I decided to practice, to do my own practice before making Salah. And then what happened is that I would feel so at peace with myself. And when I would make Salah, then I would feel so sincere and really focused and really open and willing to open my heart and feel vulnerable, which has been very difficult for me because I never had faith. So prayer was never part of my life. 
So I would say that when I practice, I let go of anything that is on my mind, any stress that my body has, so that when I make Salah, my heart is truly for Allah and that's what matters the most, I think, right? MashaAllah, yes, that is completely correct. That is so beautiful. I hope that every other Muslim born or reverted to Islam ha- ha- will we'll take that because that is so inspiring. And that is the way we're meant to make salah in complete, you know, in, in with one in terms of listening to ourselves and, embra- and um, making Allah high. How would you define style as a Muslimah? Um, I would think that style is actually very personal. So depending where you come from and what you like, what your interest, style would mean something different to you than it means to me. Um, to be honest, I think it's a reflection of your personality. These days I would dress um, really casual and these days I want to dress up. But I feel like really when I follow my heart and I buy what I like, what I feel confident in, then my outfits end up being so stunning because I follow my intuition, I follow my heart and what I like. I think that if you wear something because a celebrity wore it or another blogger wore it, it's not going to suit you because it's not you. You have to find what suits you, what you feel comfortable in, but most importantly, what you like. And this is very difficult because, I mean, everybody wants to be like anybody else. We all, like right now, everybody wants to lose weight and are doing those diets because they want to wear size zero, I guess. But to be honest, I know... A lot of women who are not skinny and are so gorgeous inside and out mm-hmm. because they wear the outfit with confidence and they are shining. So style is very personal and that's what makes it beautiful. So one could say that style is how you carry yourself from the inside out. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Beauty is wholesome and can only be seen when carried inside. Is that true for you? Yes, it's true because um, yoga helped me to find confidence, but most importantly to accept myself how I am. Um, I always struggle, even though you said I'm not fat, people who say that I have a nice body, but I always hated my body, I always hated my face, and um, I was very, very not confident. So when I started my yoga practice, it was more to, in a way, to heal me, and it worked. Because now I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and go out without makeup and actually not caring about what people say. So I would say that if you're confident, if you think you're beautiful inside and out, even if you don't wear any makeup, people will see it and you're still going to shine. And that's what matters the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are being a yoga instructor. I'm sure that you have some tips on keeping a healthy and confident mind. Do you mind sharing that with us? Um, yes. To be honest, I eat chocolate every night <laughs> and I eat a lot of takeaways. Whenever I crave something, I eat it because that's what I want to give my body. So I would say that try to eat healthy as much as you can, but don't restrict yourself too much because 
Otherwise, you hurt yourself and then you regret it and that's a, a cycle that you don't want to enter. Mm -hmm. I would say what yoga has taught me and what I try to teach to my ladies because I, um, I say they're all my ladies, they're not my clients, right? Because <laughs> they are all amazing women is you need to listen to your body. If you want to eat chocolate, then eat it, you know? Um, Obviously, work out because working out makes us feel better in our bodies. We let go of the stress. Try to eat um, healthy in a way, but don't restrict yourself. Yeah. And always think that whatever you eat will reflect on the outside. So you can eat takeaways, you can eat um, junk food, but not every day. Think of it as if you want to nurture your body and your mind. And... Yeah, that's really my approach to yoga and my life. <laughs> so, yeah, just start listening to your body. Whatever you crave, eat it. It's for a reason, and your body will thank you. <laughs> oh. If uh, Imra, thank you for inspiring us with your story. May the Almighty be pleased with you and bless you with the beauty of this day, inshallah. Mm. And if you'd like to join Imra's inspiring yoga classes, email Imra on Imra Haribi, I-M-R-A-H-H-A-R-I-B-Y at Outlook.com. Assalamu alaikum, Imra. Assalamualaikum. Shukran so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Cover Mode on VOC 91.3 FM. Still pondering on style and modesty coexisting. Stay tuned as our next guest is the founder of Hijab Fashion Week and also the designer of Fabulous in Hijab. My radio station. Your radio station. Our radio station. The Voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Welcome back to Cover Mode. I'm your host, Rashan Isaacs. Today we question whether style and modesty can coexist and ask our guests how they would define modesty as a Muslimah. The dictionary describes style as a particular procedure by which something is done, a manner or way in which it is carried out or executed. As mentioned earlier, we have another interesting guest in studio. Designers have all the fun with creating amazing garments for themselves and others, but from concept to creation can be hard work. Joining me now is Abashi Achilles of design label Fabulous in Hijab and also the founder of Hijab Fashion Week. Assalamu alaikum Abashi and welcome. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm so excited to have you here. I've got lots and lots of questions for you because I love your brand. And I know you can't see me, <laughs> but I'm actually wearing fabulous in hijab today. Yes, and you are looking stunning. It was so, so amazing walking into the studio and say, oh, wow, Lushan is wearing my brand. It is so, so heartwarming when you actually see people wearing the uh -huh. brand. I can imagine. Because, you know, we, we sell clothes all the time, uh -huh. but we don't interact with all our customers. Of course. We see them on Facebook. We see them on social media. But to actually walk into someone wearing a brand, it is such a warm, warm, heartening feeling. Well, that's so good. I'm so <laughs> glad I could do that for you. As the designer of fashion, fabulous in hijab, what inspired you to start your brand? Um, starting my brand actually came very naturally to me. My mother is a dressmaker or was a dressmaker and she ran her business from home. So if we're thinking about 20 odd 
30 years ago. Oh. She had exactly the same business profile as what Fabulous in Hijab is without social media. But you said the business was with, thriving then, right? Without social media, without wow. cell phones. Wow. So it was a matter of her manufacturing garments and it was a matter of word of mouth, mm. customers coming in for the Eid clothes, for outfits for the weekend. And that—that that is the environment I grew up in mm-hmm. as, as a daughter to a dressmaker. So designing was very natural. I never did shop at retail stores because, <laughs> Mom, I would like to wear this to my next occasion. Mom, <laughs> we're going to a wedding. Can you please sew this for me? Until, you know, I reached the point where I need my own sewing machine. I need to make my own clothes because I'm just not finding anything out there for myself. Yeah, it reminds us how privileged we were to have, you know, uh, parents who could, who could make your clothes. Correct. And I think that in the Muslim industry, in Cape Town especially, it, it becomes natural. We yes, all have an so aunt true. that has that, that does dressmaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all have someone that can customize something to our particular taste. It's it's our this is our trade. I, I, I feel think that yeah. Definitely, this is our uniqueness of Cape Town. Beautiful. How would you describe your signature brand? Um, for fabulous and hijab, I, you know, the brand started about six to seven years ago. It was a it was a, a type, we kind of fell into the brand. We did two designs and it went viral because it was wow. the first time ever we did an email catalogue and the whole South Africa responded. Mm-hmm. And it was two designs. I was like, how did that happen? <laughs> and so everything was, was it just fell into everything too quickly. And then, you know, you would started manufacturing, you had to sort out your manufacturing um, problems, hiccups. And then I think only after a year or so until we could touch our feet, we could feel what is this brand about, that we actually started a brand identity. And today, alhamdulillah, I am proud to say that Fabulous in Hijab is about being stylishly modest. It's about everyday wear, comfort wear. It's about being in hijab wherever you go, whether it's doing grocery shopping, whether it's going out to a wedding, whether it's your designer eat wear. The brand really, um, it, it caters for every event in your life. Mm-hmm. I can see you're so <laughs> passionate about this brand, as am I. I live for it. Who is your customer besides me? Oh, yes, Surushan, <laughs> you, you definitely pull that outfit off. I must say, it is an embossed leather skirt. Uh-huh. Ah, my favorite for this <laughs> I season. I love this skirt. Ah, my favorite for this season. My customer is any person that would want to wear modestly. Um, funny enough, the brand has grown into the African culture, who also the ladies also wear modest wear. Um, all the items of Fabulous and Hijab brand is long sleeve, full length. Um, non-sheer fabrics, non-clinging fabrics. And I think really the fabric is the difference to any other retail product mm. or any other brand out there. The, prad- the fabric is still a bit of a stretch for comfort, mm-hmm. but no cling. Yeah. Oh, Zero yes. cling. I can, I can attest to that 100%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even like you, a, very seldom would one find a Muslim lady wearing leather. Mm-hmm. Today I'm wearing fur. And this is such a, and it's such an elegant look. It is. Yeah. I, I think I try to do the design very ladylike, very simplistic, very easy to wear. I don't like, personally, I don't like layering. Mm-hmm. I like to let, throw on something to add a bit of effect, but I personally don't like layering. Mm-hmm. So complete items 
where it's one wear and your scarf. If I think to the amount of items I'm wearing today, it's just way too much. <laughs> I've got three designer piece rings on. I've got earrings. I've got two headscarves. I've got a fur jacket and boots. It's just too much. But it is a style I needed to create. Mm-hmm. It's a style mm-hmm. that I wanted to show. I needed to feel confident. It's not. Um, it's not about just you know putting on a scarf and that's it. It's about doing your facials, but doing your eyebrows, about wearing some mascara and some lipstick and doing a accessory ring and feeling <laughs> confident. And I think confidence is really what us Muslim women, like. we, yes, mm-hmm. we, we show. Um, often I walk in, in a mall and you can actually, you know, the Muslim women, they just shine through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not only because we pin our turbans a bit differently or we swing our scarves a bit differently because we are so confident mm. in our religion. Mm. We are proud of wearing completely closed. Alhamdulillah, the brand really is about only displaying the hands and the face. And I always feel that a Muslim woman, without even saying anything, she's that symbol of Islam. Exactly. And I think that is really what Fabulous in Hijab would like to continue portraying. Even how many trends is going to come past, how many fashion items will come past. When we are dressed, we don't say, oh, look how beautiful that woman looks. Because we are confident in wearing what we wear, Mm. covered. And in terms of, I mean, you mentioned all the different materials that you're wearing at the moment, and even my embossed, is it pleather, pleather? It's it's pleather. Pleather skirt. What materials do you enjoy working with? Um, my favorite at the moment is a polyester blend. It's known as it's known Bonbon. Not a lot of people is familiar with the names of the fabrics. Mm, it sounds like something <laughs> I should eat. Yes, it's, it's actually very appetizing. <laughs> I love that fabric. Um, the, my signature style is the legendary dress. Mm-hmm. It started as LBD, legendary black dress. And I quickly noticed that you know, a lot of people would phone me, I want an abaya. The abaya really referring to, in my mind, um, it's abaya from Makkah. Mm-hmm. That's where we buy abayas <laughs> from. Or Amira's in, in, you know, in, yeah, in, yes. at, the, at the shops. And then they would say, no, the abaya, the black one. And I realized, you know, everybody wants to wear, as a Muslim, mm-hmm. we want our cultural identity. Yes, but yes. we don't always want to have the bling. Mm-hmm. And we don't always want to have a no. wide embroidered sleeve. And in fact, because the legendary black dress was part of my lifestyle, um, I quickly cut it or tailored it or perfected it that it is a non a non um, iron garment, which is every woman's dream. Mm-hmm. It's a non-cling garment. Oh. It is uh, a lady actually told me the other day, it's a miracle dress. <laughs> yes, it is a miracle, miracle dress because the top part in your sleeve, the contouring of the sleeve and the bust area is so perfect and it sports a three meter wide hemline. Mm-hmm. So when we walk, we've got that princessy feel. I must say, I really appreciate the thinking behind the garment. Yes. That yes. you think of the woman who's going to wear that garment. Yes. Roshan, it's not about um, having a pink dress, a blue dress, and a green dress. <laughs> Every item in Fabulous in Hijab was thought about. It was, it was, it was studied. It was mm-hmm. looked at at international levels. What mm-hmm. are international designers doing? And I'm not talking about only modest designers or mm-hmm. Muslim designers. I'm looking at what is on the current runways of 
um, Valentino mm-hmm. and because we, we do men. look at those and we wish I they had sleeves. TV. You know, we look at those and we like, oh, I wish it had sleeves. I love that. Well, I wish it had higher collar. Exactly, <laughs> I love that. And, mm-hmm. I, and collars are my favorite. The mm-hmm. turtleneck collar is my favorite. Winter and summer, I do a, a turtleneck um, collar on my dresses because I know we are wanting to wear our turbans and I try to encourage the lady just throw a light scarf just over the shoulder on one shoulder the other cover the bosoms you know we don't want to always show ourselves out but we want to feel that beauty on the point of beauty <laughs> how would you define style as a muslima um, in a single word, I would say confidence. Mm. Confidence in what we wear, confidence in what we do, confidence in the way we interact with our fellow, um, our kids, our husbands, our families. I think it's about um, being confident in yourself, trusting that what Allah has given me, I'm doing the best of what I can do with it. Mm. I think that is that style. That is. Um, in terms of fashion, yes, be confident in what you wear. Uh-huh. And how you wear it. And how you wear mm-hmm. it. You're also the founder of Hijab Fashion Week. I am. What is Hijab Fashion Week all about? Hijab Fashion Week is a platform for modest wear designers to f- showcase their designs on a runway. Mm-hmm. Um, I started Hijab Fashion Week only because I found that Every Muslim country, which Cape Town is not a Muslim country, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. reality Cape Town is not, but we are so strong in our visibility in Cape Town that I felt that we need to have a platform like that. And with so many fam- modest fashion wear designers, um, the platform had to be in place mm-hmm. for all the new up and coming designers. And Alhamdulillah, this is now the fourth year running. The last one we had just before Eid, that was our Eid collections. It was a huge success, Alhamdulillah. Is that the time it usually happens? Yes, I do two shows a year. Okay. It would be the Eid show, the mm-hmm. pre-Eid show, and then, or at least the Eid collections show, and then it would be a summer show. Oh, I am nice. yet to, to take the event to Durban and Johannesburg. <gasps> please be patient or make dua, please, that <laughs> everything runs well, yes. inshallah, because I'd like to keep... Oh, Keep the brand as Hijab Fashion Week South Africa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've had a few customers that has flown down for the event. I was very honoured with that mm. because showing that Cape Town is fashion design capital <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what kind of designers do you feature? I mean, you did say some of them came down from the other cities. Yes. Uh, w- which designers do you feature besides um, Fabulous in Hijab? Besides Fabulous in Hijab, I had... Thus far, last year, in fact, last year, Eid Collections was chaotic. We had 16 wow. designers. It seemed like, like a real fashion week. It then. was a fashion week. And unfortunately, you know, logistically, we, we couldn't really carry it throughout the week, yeah. but we had it from the one Sunday and we had it the next Sunday. Um, and we had it over two weekends. But, but weekends work best for us. It anyway. does. And yeah. we also had, with this this year, Hijab Fashion Week, we also had a little um, cover, cover-up shoot event at... The Privet in and the Virene waterfront, mm-hmm. and that worked well with Hijab Fashion Week concept working mm-hmm. in Cape Town, mm-hmm. where we actually had different events to attend, and then the closing would be the actual fashion show on the runway. Wonderful. So the timing of the event was also be planned very nicely, you know, so that people that think that we are oh, we're just Muslim women that wear a scarf, man, mm. we do nothing exciting. We do a lot of exciting yes, things. Yes, we do. <laughs> Avashia, do you feel that modest Muslim fashion bloggers, designers, stylists are changing the perception young people have on hijab? 
I don't think they're changing it as much as what they are showcasing it. If you think about our parents, um, the 60s, the 70s, they're all in hijab and they had their style identity. The difference is the different time. Um, we've got social media. So we have platforms out there where we can showcase and document and portray and show off and share the different looks. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think it's about changing it, mm-hmm. but uh, more about displaying it or showcasing it and encouraging each other with the, within the boundaries of hijab. Um, I feel, with as my, for, taken from myself as a fashion designer, I try very hard to stay within only showing your hands in your face, only showing your hands and <laughs> reminding myself of those and not wearing the clothes too tight on. Even if the dress is a little bit too tight, add a little funky waistcoat, add a little detail to it to cover up. Mm-hmm. And showing these off on the social media platforms is sharing and sharing is caring. <laughs> is that not so? It's so encouraging true. each other. How would you define style as a Muslimah? I would say you you need to be confident, like I said. You need to embrace who you are as a Muslimah. I think once we put on that headscarf, we are um, ambassadors of Islam. So that being stylish is good because mm-hmm. we are Muslim and we want to do it stylishly. We want to feel confident in what we are doing. Shukran. That's so beautiful, Abashia. Thank you for enlightening us on both your design label, Fabulous Hijab, and the Hijab Fashion Week. To view designs of Fabulous in Hijab, you can go to www.fabulousinhijab, that's hijab spelled with one A, .co.za. Um, Abashia, you have outlets in both northern suburbs as well as the southern suburbs. Yes, I do. I've got a little home store. Um, move some furniture around, put the rails up <laughs> nicely, and you can come and shop at the comfort of the home. There's no, if your kids and your husband's with, they can have a seat while you enjoy putting on all everything that you want to in the comfort of the beautiful long length mirror to see and pin your scarf even. <laughs> I do that as well while you're fitting on. And then I've also got an outfit, outlet in Rondebosch East at the Hijabuki um, home store. It's in 3rd Avenue. Um, you can contact us on yeah. 084-553-1694 and WhatsApp is our preferred means of communication. Yes, I do that all the time. Yes, right? definitely. <laughs> Shukran so much. I'm so Shukran. glad you came into the studio to share your beautiful designs with us. And I'm so glad that I got to wear a beautiful design of yours. Shukran so much, Rashad. I feel completely modest and covered. You do. You look <laughs> stunning, mashallah. I think I need to take a snap on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Abashia, that is www.fabulousinhijab.co.za. And on that website, you'll be able to see where the outlets are in both the northern suburbs as well as the southern suburbs. And also all of Abashia's The Fabulous in Hijab handles, uh, Facebook as well as Instagram. Instagram. My father, Abu Bakr Isaac, started his career in designing many, many years back, but is now retired many, many years ago. He always had amazing teachings to his daughters, and I'd like to share a quote my father shared with me. Salah is the garment of the soul. Wear it with dignity, compassion, humility, honor, serenity, and pride. It's the one garment every time you wear it, it's brand new. So take good care of it. On another note, blogging has become a major trend in our community. Rushda Bihardin of the blog Ruby's Closet sheds some light on what it's all about. This is Cover Mode on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. My radio station, your radio station.
our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Fashion, beauty, health and wellness is everything you'll hear about on Cover Mode. Financier by trade, married to her best friend, mum of three rowdy boys, as she refers to them. Cover Mode welcomes Rushda Bihardin, wardrobe consultant and blogger of Roop's Closet. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, Rushan. Thank ha- you for having me. Wonderful. <laughs> Rushda, what inspired you to start Ruby's Closet? Yes. Um, a couple of years ago, I took sabbatical from the corporate world. Um, I decided that um, I needed to take some more time out for my family. But aside from being a wife and being a mom, I decided that I needed a little something of my own, something to do um, and to express myself. Um, I'm an avid fashionista. I like writing. So a blog was a Um, Mm no-brainer. I then decided to combine the two, write about my passions, um, fashion, my family, and start a blog. So um, that's where I am at the moment. So what do you post about? Um, I would generally, obviously it's fashion first, so it would be an outfit that I had worn maybe during that week or if there's an event, Um, and I would generally write a little piece about what had happened in that week. So it would be things that inspire me, little parenting tips or parenting trials, um, wellness, beauty, sort of anything that had inspired me or had given me food for thought in that particular week. So if you can recall your recent post, what what can we expect from your recent post? Um, My my recent post was last week. Um, It was actually around uh, looking after yourself. Um, I had received some bad news from a friend. Um, Mm -hmm. She was diagnosed with cancer. She's really young. Um, So it kind of just, you know, kind of shocked you into an awareness that Mm -hmm. Life is short. You need to make the best of every day. Um, and, you know, while you're living your life, it, it is really hard to take time out mm-hmm. for yourself, especially if you're a mom and you're a wife and you're a career woman. But it's really important to not overlook warning signs, to listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And if there are little things, don't kind of sweep it under the carpet as moms tend to do. Because yeah, um, everything else and everyone else comes absolutely, first. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, my post kind of centered around um, taking a time out. Um, as a mom and a career woman. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, taking two or three hours a week for yourself um, and being aware of your body, being aware of your mental state, um, whether it's physical health or mental health, emotional health as well. Um, we've just come out of Women's Month and um, a lot of my posts centered around empowering women, um, you know, um, taking a stand, doing something that matters, Um and yeah, well, that was August month. So, <laughs> so are there grounds by which you limit yourself in what you post? Um, I try not to limit myself, um, but there are certain things that I wouldn't um, necessarily go into. Um, I think one of those things uh, would be uh, politics in the blogger industry. Mm-hmm. There's, there's quite a lot of it. I generally try not to rant about things that have happened. Um, you know, that's just a lot of negative energy that I don't really like to flow from my writing or flow from the blog. So, 
you know, it's, if it's generally uplifting, inspirational pieces or thoughts, um, I'll deal with it. Um, there are times when, you know, you, you do have a bad week and things really get you down or something has happened, but I prefer to take that lesson and take what's happened and try and convert it into a positive message instead of going on a rant or getting involved in politics. That said, you also offer wardrobe consulting, wardrobe design, wardrobe decluttering, seasonal consultations, and then also customized style plans. What does that all mean? Um, well, Roshan, you know, I think it kind of started with um, my own journey with my wardrobe. And, um, you know, it was like a battle. Um, <laughs> it was initially. Um, and what happens is that there are so many new fashions, so many new trends that we generally find ourselves on the acquiring side mm-hmm. and always acri- acquiring new pieces, um, new fashions and new styles, or you just decide to change your way of dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, I... Your wardrobe obviously gets really full, um, and sometimes it's just a little bit overwhelming. So I would come in, I would assist, and it's actually a physical uh, consultation. So we go through the wardrobe, we take out what you no longer wear. If you say you're going to fit in it in five years, fine, we'll pack it up, put it in a box, leave it in storage. But the idea with your daily wardrobe is that what you wear every day needs to be easily accessible, you need to see it because if you see it, you'll remember to wear it and not forget that it's at the back of the wardrobe <laughs> with a tag on and it hasn't been worn. So there's a system and it's obviously different. So it's kind of individual depending mm-hmm. on your preference, um, how you like your wardrobe to look, how you like things to be um, organized. Um, and along with that, there would obviously be items that you'd want to donate or you could even repurpose existing pieces. Mm-hmm. The idea behind it is to do more with less if that makes sense. So kind of buying less, investing in good basic pieces, investment pieces I call them, um, so that you can take them through many seasons and not have to buy a coat, a black coat, for example, every single season. So with that in mind... Sort of having um, those staple pieces. Exactly, exactly. So we'll go through the entire wardrobe, include shoes, accessories, bags, um, and then trying to bring it down to a minimal manageable wardrobe where you know exactly what you have so that when you're in a hurry and you want to get ready in the morning, you don't have to stand in front of the wardrobe and think, I don't have anything to wear. (laughs) Um, It would actually be a lot easier for you to coordinate your pieces and um, put an outfit together. That way you feel more comfortable, you feel confident, and you know that what you've done is the best that you could have done for that morning or put on. I also find that when, when I declutter annually, I sort out my wardrobe. Did I wear this in the last three months? Did I wear this for the season before? If I didn't, it goes into that box. And I literally give the box away to Mr. Dafin or to any, you know, one where, where the clothes can be given away and someone else can make use of it. Most of the clothes I have are still in very good condition. And also, you don't want to find something with that tag on, for example, such a waste, and you've outgrown what you've bought. Um, so, yeah, so decluttering was also going through your your, your closet and looking at things that, that no longer um, needs to be there. Exactly, exactly. And I think um, the other thing that that I have found while doing this exercise is that um, people realize what they're drawn to, colors Mm -hmm. that they're drawn to. And 10 to 1, it's colors that suits them. There are colors in the wardrobe that they haven't worn, and it's because it doesn't suit them. It Mm -hmm. washes them out. Um, one, One lady told me that whenever she wore a certain top, 
people would ask her if she was sick. And that was just because the color didn't complement yeah. her skin tone. And as a result, she didn't wear that top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of made that connection subconsciously. So in that exercise, you, you actually get a very good idea of what you're drawn to and what you wear. And then what you're drawn to and what you actually don't wear and bought it as an impulse so it will still have the tag attached and those are the kind of items that when you go into the into the store you will then be mindful of the fact that i should not buy this i've just gone through the exercise and realized that i buy these things Mm -hmm. and i don't wear them so mindful shopping exactly (laughs) i've been asking all my guests today to define style as a muslim what are your thoughts on that um, I think style is is individual. Um, every single person has their specific style, um, and it comes from within. Mm-hmm. It's the way you carry yourself. Um, and as a Muslimah, we obviously have to be mindful of the modesty factor, um, but I do believe that you, you carry yourself with modesty from the inside. So style, yes, you, you can look really stylish and well put together, but that needs to be, that comes through from inside. It's the way you carry yourself, the way you interact with people, um, the way you walk down the road. Um, if you if you feel comfortable, you feel happy with yourself, I believe that your style comes through. And how would you define your style? My style, um, it's multifaceted. So um, <laughs> there are days when I because we're really s- we're so up. multifaceted in terms of being a woman. Absolutely, absolutely. So there are so many roles that you yeah, need to fill. You can't wear the same outfit for every role. Exactly. So <laughs> you know, on a daily basis, you it's just not practical to be running around in your stilettos. Um, and I love my stilettos. So there are days when I feel that. Okay, today's a stiletto day and my style will then follow suit. So it depends on my mood for the day and also what role I'm fulfilling mm-hmm. on that particular day. So it's usually classic. Um, I have my basic pieces and I will then kind of dress it up or down with fashionable items or trendy items. Mm-hmm. Rishda, what are your views on modesty in South Africa? I believe that the, well, the modesty in fashion Um, I believe it's a growing trend. Uh, We've been influenced a lot by social media, the international hijabi bloggers. um, And what I've seen as a positive is that the younger kids are are now starting to notice and feel more comfortable Mm. um, dressing modestly um, and, you know, wearing the scarf, wearing hijab. It's become a lot more um, easier for the young kids to dress modestly and be accepted and feel accepted and feel beautiful doing it. Um, so I think it's a, re- it's a really good positive thing um, because, you know, modesty is beautiful. And we need our, our sort of your elder, your older women or more sophisticated women to, to be that exemplary role for young um, kids because they don't often see that because they're always at home or we're behind closed doors and I think with the opportunities of the internet and in doing it in a modest and a that's why I asked you about what are your grounds in terms of what you post if you do it in a in a you know covered in hijab in terms of applying that word hijab in everything you do you you become more of an exemplary model for younger kids. I agree. I agree. And I think that's one of the messages that 
I'd like to impart. Of course, my readership is not really the younger generation, but they do see it. They see photos. They expose to social media. And the idea is to let them know that you can be modest. You can um, cover up, but you can still be stylish you can still be fashionable you can still be socially acceptable um, and I'm thinking I think you're also important. such a good role model for your boys because you've only got sons right that's right yes and um, yeah they see their mother always covered I mean what kind of you would hope that they select a wife with the same uh, values right absolutely absolutely <laughs> that's so true inshallah inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> shukran so much Rishna for spending the afternoon with us and sharing your views on style and modesty Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Shukran for having me, Rishan. That was Rishda Bihardin for um, Ruby's Closet and Wardrobe Consultant. If you're interested in spring cleaning your wardrobe, get in touch with Rishda on Rushda, R-U-S-H-D-A, at Ruby's Closet, R-U-B-E-S-C-L-O-S-E-T.com. What's your hijab style? More on this after the break. My radio station. Your radio station. Our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Cover Mode. Hijab, a type of veil for Muslim women, a visible symbol of spiritual aspiration. Hijab has been adapted in modern times with unique styles. Rihanna Danse, owner of Rihanna's Scarf Boutique on Krumbum, joins me now. Assalamu alaikum, Rihanna. Wa alaikum salam. And welcome to the studio. Jazakallah. Uh, I've been asking all my guests how they would define style as a Muslimah. How would you define it? It is your inner self. The love for Islam that exudes your flair to look stylish and modern in the frame of Islam. Beautiful, mashallah. You own a scarf boutique. What inspired you to start this, um, the scarf boutique? When I started selling scarves, it was really a hobby. It just suddenly dawned on me that there is such a demand for females wanting to look different and beautiful in the hijab within the folds of Islam. That's when I incorporated the Kashka scarves into my scarf range and opened the boutique. And alhamdulillah, the ladies love it. Oh, <laughs> and who are your customers? I have all kinds of people popping in at the boutique. Muslims, non-Muslims. What I always find beautiful is when a non-Muslim pops in to buy a scarf for themselves because they're attending a Muslim function. Or when a sister has decided to start wearing full hijab and she walks in without a scarf on her head but leaves with one on her head. Alhamdulillah. Oh, I can't explain the satisfaction within myself. Mashallah. On the topic of scarves, what scarves are commonly used for turbans? Um, plain cotton scarves, they usually work the best. Or the Kashka cotton knit, those are the pin-free scarves. They tie beautifully. And then also in terms of, you know, draping your scarf over your head, you you don't want it to slip off or anything like that. So yeah. if you don't want to use pins, which scarves would be best for those? Um, you can use uh, the the Kashka pin-free scarves are usually the best ones to use because they really do not slip off your head. But if you want to use silk scarves or chiffon scarves, it's good to wear an undercap. 
because then your scarf sits beautifully and it stays beautifully on your head. Um, the new thing that I've been selling in store is the scarf magnet, mm-hmm. which works beautifully with the silks and the oh, chiffons because okay. it kind of keeps your scarf in place. Hmm. Would you say that's what's trending at the moment? Yes, it is. <laughs> it definitely is. You have an event coming up on the weekend. What can we expect? Um, it's called the Expo on Krombom. It will be from 10 till 4 p- 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There'll be a lucky draw between um, 12 and 2 p.m. The Expo on Krombom is aimed at uplifting our smart and upcoming designers in their professions, encouraging network and success. It's a way of giving back to the community. It's creating a platform for ladies who work from home to advertise and exhibit their product and reap the benefits through networking in the long run. I'm wanting to have another one in December, um, giving new exhibitors a chance, inshallah. Um, On the day, one of the main attractions is the Spa RF Technology Fat Reduction Machine done by Orchid Laser and Beauty Spa, which will be launched on the day. Sometimes diet and exercise can only get you so far. It may be a stubborn metabolism or perhaps heredity. Factors have previously prevented you of having the body you always dreamed of. Now there's a way to target those areas on your body you'd like to improve without liposuction or expensive invasive surgical procedures. A new body shaping treatment called Spa RF Technology. Oh, sounds lovely because we don't want people to be piercing our bodies with just anything. That's correct. <laughs> Lastly, what are your views of modesty in South Africa? We are very fortunate to be living in a country where there is freedom of religion. And we as Muslim women are very fortunate to wear our hijab freely in this country. And dressing modestly exudes your stylish flowing inner beauty. Oh, that's so stunning. Shukran, so much, Rihanna. Rihanna, do you have any last few words? Because I see you raising your hand here. But no one can see you <laughs> except so me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that the expo on Saturday, inshallah, there are a few other highlights as well. Yes, please mention those. Um, we have Saruna clothing, Sleepy Sleepwear, Yogazi perfumes, Rebel Funk jewelry, mm-hmm. Few and Far collection, and there'll be exquisite crockery handbags by Trends. Lots more. Rihanna's calves obviously will be there. <laughs> of uh, so please come and support the ladies. What time to what time? From 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Perfect. There you go. There's a lovely event for you to look forward to. Thank you so much, Rihanna, for letting us know more about this event and what to expect. Shukran. Afwan. I hope you enjoyed spending time with me and my guests here on Cover Mode. I'd love to leave you with this beautiful recitation written by Atifa Sharif. And Atifa Sharif originally wrote this poem in the 10th grade for an English assignment requiring a creative piece on freedom. The first thing that popped into her mind regarding freedom, ironically to some, was to write about hijab. And this is her poem, I Am That Hijab. I am that hijab, that cloth, that fabric, that symbol, that fear in people's eyes. Why does she wear it? I am that cloth bound grippingly around her head, secure but comfortable, strong but delicate, covering her hair, her ears, her neck. I am that fabric pinned gracefully around her head, protective but alleviating, simple but beautiful, displaying the beauty within, the pride within, the soul within. I am that concept placed gloriously around her head, fierce 
but merciful, unyielding but blessed, compelling the viewer, the wearer to go on, the onlooker to pause, the bystander to ponder. I am that liberation wrapped graciously around her head, desired but attained, unseen but felt, refusing the persecution, the unwanted glares, the harsh words. I am that freedom, that concept, that liberation, that symbol, that serenity in her eyes, that is why she wears it. Beautiful, that is by a young student at the time when she wrote this, Atifa Sharif. I hope that you'll join us again as we close our first episode or our first program of Cover Mode. And I hope that you'll join us and engage with us in conversations around fashion, beauty, health and wellness. For Cover Mode, I'm Roshan Isaacs. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Graceful, modest, stylish women who embody the essence of Islam. Cover Mode.